0: Antonio. Welcome to the program. Selling is all about really, we're not selling a product. You're not selling a service. You're not selling value. You're not selling whatever you think you're selling a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the Liberty Movement. And this is what why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Tuesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. And thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host. And today, yeah, I apologize. We're, we're getting things started a little late today. So a little later of the day episodes, it drops. I actually had a few of you reach out and say, Brian, are we getting a show? I love the fact that you're almost trained to this point to expect the show early in the morning. But yes, uh running a little behind here this morning. And don't worry, going forward, we should hopefully have the episodes all uploaded for the early mornings. But with that being said, today, you don't want to hear me talk about scheduling and all that fun stuff. You want to hear us talk about what does it actually mean to be, uh, to be free. And, th- and that's the overarching theme of today's episode, because when you're free... If you have an idea, you can change the world. That's what Laura Linkton brings to the table in her brand new kids book, What Does It Mean to Be Free? Plus, we get to talk about an awesome resource that Laura's bring to the table to help change the way we disseminate our news and gather information from Bill Brief. So Laura's just doing all sorts of great things here in the greater liberty world. Let's have her dig into all she's doing and more. So with that being said, onto the show, Laura Linkton here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hi, Brian. Thank you. Absolutely. Laura, thank you so much for joining the program. And thank you for all you've been doing over the years, helping not only fight the good fight in the greater liberty world, but also you've been helping give us tools. And we're going to be talking about one of those tools today, which is a brand new book that you just authored, which it is. What does it mean to be free available on Amazon and paperback? But before we get there, let's rewind and introduce you. To the Brian Nichols show audience now. I teased it at the intro there. Yeah, a lot of people probably knew you better as uh, L- L- Liberty Laura back when you were working for the uh, the Austin Peterson campaign, the Libertarian Republic, and a lot has happened since you were Liberty Laura to yeah. where you are today. So let's kind of uh, fill in the gaps. What's been going on, Laura, in the world of formerly Liberty Laura?
1: So Liberty Laura was um, something I started when I worked for Austin Peterson. I interned for him in D.C. in, in 2015. Um, I just connected with him through a mutual friend. And I was like, do you like do internships at the Libertarian Republic, which was his website that he runs. And so Kansas girl flew out to Washington, DC one summer in 2015, met Austin. And that's when everything started. Um, And I went back to school. I had this Facebook page, Liberty Laura. So I wrote this book, but I had a lot of teachers along the way. Um, And so some of those teachers in between then and now, consisted of Austin. I worked on his campaign, two of them. And then I also worked for Nick Freitas out in Virginia um, because I ended up going back to Washington, D.C. and pursuing politics there. And um, so I worked for Nick Freitas' Senate campaign in, in Virginia. And then after that, I kind of stopped doing Liberty Laura because I was spokesperson for campaigns. And then I got a job working as Congressman Thomas Massey's communications director in Congress. And that was the dream job um, for about two years. And then I got married and I had, got pregnant with my first son and my parents got sick. So we moved back to Kansas when COVID hit last year. Was that last year? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and And then I started my own thing. I launched my own website and wrote my own book in that
0: right there that's where we're going to start off you wrote your own book um and mm-hmm. i always talk about because we've so my show when we started out in 2018 coincidentally um we we really approached the show through it was more of just i kind of you have to take a step back and like look at where you've come from to where you are today the show mm-hmm. was your generic libertarian talking to other libertarian about why being a libertarian is the right thing to do um and that there got to a point where I was like, what are we doing? Like, I, this isn't <laughs> helping. <laughs> we need to start meeting people where they're at and the issues they care about and, and really bringing solutions to the table. And part of the problem has been the communication aspect of things and being able to actually give people in our world the, the tools in their tool belt to be able to not only reach other people, but also, and, and I think this right now we're seeing the importance of it, is to have a better role at educating their kids. And you are a yep. brand new book, and we have it here scrolling at the bottom of the screen, but you can find it over on Amazon. We'll make sure we include this in the, the show notes too, folks. So if you want to go ahead and find it, yeah, it's over on Amazon. Uh, it's What Does It Mean to Be Free? And you wrote this, and it's it's a, a children's book that it, it opens the world to the world of liberty. And right now, I think parents are looking for a tool to be able to help kids maybe see the value because we're, we're – Let's be real, Laura. Since COVID happened, which I know it feels like forever, if we're going to be real here. The past <laughs> Have we always years,
1: lived this way? I know.
0: 2019 seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing a lot of parents starting to wake up. They're seeing what their kids mm-hmm. are being taught in school. And they're saying, can I at least you know start to, to at least counter what they're they're being taught? This is something I think is going to be a great resource. So what inspired the onset in your world of focusing on on writing this book?
1: Well, I never thought that I would be a children's book author. That was never something that was in the plan, but that's usually how some of the best things start. Um, I had a book for my son and it's, it's um, a New York Times bestseller and it's called What Do You Do With an Idea? And that's another really great book. Um, and it's beautiful and it's emotional and it's difficult to explain these big conceptual ideas to our kids especially young kids i mean like toddlers pre-k kindergarten age um what do you do with an idea well i don't know we could sit here all day and talk about it but the end of the book ends really sweet and it, it basically the last page is you change the world that's what you do with an idea you change the world and so my son he's two um he got all of his dad's brains and he knows now. And I ask him. I say, "Hey, Dawson, what do you do with an idea?" And he says, "Change the world." Oh. And it's the cutest thing. And it was, it was super inspiring. And and you're right. I saw politically, culturally, what was happening all around us. And he, you know, he's still young, but I feel like it's my responsibility as his parent to get ahead of things. And I left that book, that that previous book, with this feeling like inspiration because. I don't want to introduce him to the world and the ideas of, like, liberty and, and what's important to us is faith, too. I don't want to introduce him to those ideas as, like, some dark, doomy alternative to what is accepted in society. I want to inspire him with them. Like, I want them to be beautiful ideas. Um, I have a copy of the book. And so um, the book is really colorful. I tried to mimic kind of what happens in that other book that I was talking about. Um, uses light, nature items and things like that and the boy walks through the portal and he's basically just shown like hey the world is your frontier and you can make of it what you want to there's only one rule um, to freedom and that is that you don't hurt yourself and don't hurt other people and then just inspire other people to live freely through your own life Um, and I think tools like that that are positive, and not—they don't have to be—they don't have to be these like really tough conversations that we have after the fact. You can preempt what these kids are told and have them be confident in what they believe ahead of time.
0: Yep. Oh man, right there, you just hit the nail on the head because this has been a reoccurring theme. My audience is like, "Ha, she said it," because we <laughs> we talk about setting the narrative instead of responding to yeah. the narrative, and how important it is not only to when you you were. Not responding to the narrative, but when you, you actually set that narrative, do so in confidence and feeling that you, you are able to set that narrative in a way that you, it's not even like you're, you're worried about being challenged because it's not something you're concerned about. Like you you see this a lot, and, and this is something I think you brought up as well, the, the idea of, of faith, right? Christians don't go around trying to justify to other people that God is real because that's, mm-hmm. that's not the argument. That's not what it means to be a Christian. Um, That's what faith is. And that is something I think we are starting to see when we are, instead of responding to narratives now, and just confidently setting the narratives because we know, like, stop arguing whether or not libertarian ideas are right versus the leftist, the socialist, the Republican, the conservative. It doesn't matter. Like, stop. Just start talking about the principles and the morals that we know will not only make things better but also that will win people's hearts and minds over. And I think right there, you, you have this great line, again, with an idea, you can change the world. You see this right now, people have lost the sense of hope. They've lost the sense of, of optimism, that there is mm-hmm. something beyond what is the current status quo. And this is that new, the new normal, right? We all dreaded that word or that phrase rather back a year ago. But fast forward to where we are today, it kind of feels like that, and, and that's why I think you're starting to see a, a mass exodus across the board of people almost self-segregating going into different areas that are, are less authoritarian or less mandate, less lockdown versus more pro individual Liberty. And it's, it's happening just across the board. Um, and you know, thankfully we have people in Congress, like your, uh, your, your former boss there, Thomas Massey, um, who are, or the fight. There's not that
1: many of them. There's only a few and Justin no. Amash is gone now. So
0: I know well, the at coalition least
1: is. we think,
0: God we have someone though. Right. Yeah. And, and that is I think we're seeing now the importance of that. So let's let's go back to the the educational aspect and and you're talking to you're talking to parents with this this book. Also, I think that's also a thing that's important too mm-hmm. because parents, I think, will find sometimes it's difficult to have these conversations with kids. Uh, I just did a, my morning sales. How do I send out an email every day to my my uh, subscribers here? And uh, we just talked about kids and how you have to in sales approach. Um, a sales solution like a kid asking questions and being internally curious but as a parent now I, I don't have kids yet myself but I'm sure you can testify this you know it, kids can ask a lot of questions or at least have that curiosity mm. themselves whether they're verbalizing or not you know looking up what's going on why are things happening and you see that things are starting to put together and and I think now if you're a parent this is just another resource to help answer a lot of that those curious questions especially when you're trying to do through, uh, do it through the confines of liberty that 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 world that it's sometimes difficult to uh, to stand up and present as an alternative solution when it we're all the crazy ones, Laura. I know that that's the world we're in today, but yeah, we are the crazy ones.
1: Well, sometimes I've, I've yes, we are crazy. I just embrace <laughs> that. It's fine. <laughs> just it's it's okay. Um, the back to the kids asking questions. Yes you think you can do all of these preparations and you think you are ready to be a parent but you will never ever ever be ready for any stage that hits um (laughs) so like you can try but and there are materials that you can use to try and prepare for the next stage and you should do that but like for example um my son we're really working on brushing his teeth why do we brush our teeth he asks You know, I mean, I know why we brush our teeth, but I've never actually consciously thought that. And one of the most beautiful parts about being a parent is that um, you have this fresh, innocent life who has never walked through the world before. And there are beautiful things. You can watch them watch the sunset for the first time. You can be part of their first experience eating ice cream or a cinnamon roll. Um, But also they're going to say, hey, why do we brush our teeth? Hey, why do we go to school? Hey, why is there a president? And these things are going to catch you off guard. And if you are not ready, we usually don't have the best answers when they are given out of like desperation or surprise. Um, and so, yeah, I wrote my book to be um, to, to, to provide that service to say like, hey, this question is going to come up. Um, And if you are ascribed to a certain set of beliefs, you'll want it to come up before it does because of some outside force. Here's some material for $8.99. I will make your life a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is here Um, because I have felt that same relief through other children's books. We read a lot of um, R.C. Sproul's children's books, and those are beautiful, and they have like similar foundational messages and it's really nice to be able to just like reach to one of those. And I know that he has these things at hand and eventually he can read them by himself. And it makes me a lot more confident, even though I know we will never be 100% prepared.
0: <laughs> are, you, are you ever going to be 100% prepared? I think, you know, we see this no. also across the board, people, whether it's being a parent, whether it's um, you know trying to get somebody in the business world to go from one solution to the next, you mm-hmm. have this, uh, we call it paralysis by analysis, where people will always look to try and get things buttoned up to be perfect. And the reality is, it's never going to be perfect. But what you can do is do your best and control the, the most important things that are within the purview of the, the overall goal, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so, and let's talk about a segue. We see right now that there is a goal out there that people are trying to accomplish, and that is to find an objective news source. We, I I see it all the time on, on social media. You know, I, this is partly why I have my show. I'm tired of people arguing. Um, Mm -hmm. But what happens is people are looking for an alternative media source that will, instead of just regurgitating the partisan talking points and getting people angry at each other, which I get it as a sales guy, we know the number one emotion that sells is fear and I mean, fear. Let's let. I'm sorry. I don't mean to you know, you step on our friend Stephen Kent's parade right now. As he's going around touring his brand new book, um, "How the Force Can Fix the World." The fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yes, Star Wars, right there. I had to do that for Stephen. Um, <laughs> but you do see right now that the the media has almost been built to incentivize anger and mm-hmm. polarize people on one side versus the other. Um, and you have really given us a new tool again thank you laura for this bill brief which is it's taking news stories eliminating the bias and trying to present the news as what it should be just the news the information as it happens so talk about this new venture again laura since 2018 you've been busy where did this entire venture come from
1: um, well, let's see. So I was working as communications director in Congressman Thomas Massey's office. I was basically already doing what I do for Bill brief for him as his communications director. I was aggregating the news for him. That was just one part of my job. And when he would prepare for interviews, I would prep materials for him. And when you do an interview, even if it's on a friendly platform, if you're a Republican going on Fox News, you need to be familiar with what they're saying on CNN and CNN msnbc because if your interviewer is 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 worth half their paycheck they're going to ask you questions that relate to that uh, other side's perspective and um also i'm thinking of this video that i i know joe rogan posted recently and it's a clip that shows all of the major news networks sponsoring segments by pfizer and if you haven't seen that video go look it up it's it's within the last like two months And it's just revealed, so you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically just exposing that all of these news networks are bought and paid for by the big pharma companies that they're reporting on, that they're covering. Um, And that's just like one small taste of the entire menu of news sources that we have. And you've seen, so to counter that, um, and people are aware of this, people know this, Um, the constituency, some part of it, is paying attention. Yeah. And so you have this growth of like Patreon platforms and Substack platforms where supporting independent journalists and the like. But that's, that's hard. I mean, you can subscribe to 10 different Substacks and then you're spending over $100 a month just for different perspectives. Um, and for me, yeah, I'm a mom. I don't have time to do that. I also don't have time to just plop in front of Fox news and I don't want to plop in front of Fox news because it is like you said, angry. And so what I do is I just try to put all of these things together and use my past experiences from Massey's office. And I go through and I just use like a big net and I cast it over all of the cable news networks and the online publications. Um, Anywhere from Fox News to like The Intercept Daily Beast, I try to catch all of the major stories that cover political news coming out of Washington, D.C, and I aggregate it, and I curate it to a certain extent um, to, like you said, strip out uh, as much bias as I can. We're all biased in some way. Uh, and then I send out a newsletter twice a week, and it's this um, formatted aggregation of the news, and you don't have to click out of the newsletter if you don't want to. You can just read it while you brush your teeth, top to bottom. And you can check that off your list of things to do.
0: It's so much easier than going through social media. And you get the, um, you, you get the, the commentary version of the, the mm-hmm. article, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, because, because what is not Twitter? if not for us just telling everyone yeah. our opinions all the time. Um, but you, you do see that, right? You see that not only is how people establish their identity. But it also mm-hmm. will get their tribe going, right? And then, then the replies, the retweets, and you just—it's it, uh, gross. Um,
1: I mean, I feel it too. Like when I go onto Twitter, I can feel the foam, like you know, coming up in my mouth. Like it's—it—it—it it, it, it triggers a chemical in your brain that's not healthy. <laughs>
0: no, it really then, does. It does. You're right.
1: And then the the um, what is that on your? If you have like an Apple, you have an iPhone, and it tracks your length oh. of activity on certain apps. Yep. Oh, Twitter time, Instagram time will go way up if I even open it.
0: So yeah, I one of my show um, an
1: ounce of control.
0: One of my SDRs I have for my uh, my sales team. Uh, he, he's so funny. He his phone dinged. Ding he goes, "Ooh, dopamine hit!" <laughs> I laughed. Yes. Uh, I, I, I I often laughed and I was like, "But but actually, but, the, but and that's true." especially Gen Z too. And that's something I think we, we're going to be dealing with, you know, as a, as we grow older, like, especially your kid, like God, my your, my kids one day, um, you know, <laughs> what's the status quo technology that they're going to have. I, uh-huh. I want, you know, the, the, the smartphone, that's the status quo technology for Gen Z. Um, and, you know, you see kids just look at the, the, the screen and they just instinctually know, Oh, swipe, swipe, swipe. And uh, you just like, well, that's, that's now the baseline for them what's, what's the baseline 10 years, 50 years, a hundred years. And, and what will we be able to do with that for good or for bad? Um, and going back to bill brief, like you've been able to use the the technology, at our disposal for good um and i think we're gonna see i'm actually gonna be doing an episode in this with our our good friend chris goizetta he's our marketing guru and he's been swamped with his professor stuff and uh, i've been swamped with my moving stuff uh so we haven't got the, the chance to, t- to talk about this yet but web 3.0 though um the idea of moving away from the, the web 2.0 which was you have uh you know very technical you know technical websites where you're able to have interactive uh you know mediums you, you can have you know content uh, uh, forums you can have chats you can have a uh, video you can have pictures um but then also you have you know big companies who are controlling these massive servers and then connecting these servers with you know all the, the different infrastructure needed for that web 3.0 though going towards more of the peer-to-peer the the mm-hmm. you know, the Blockchain using more of that as the baseline, Um, getting rid of the. I I heard somebody uh, refer to this, and I didn't even think about this way. But like, you want to talk to somebody on the left, like you want to enter into why crypto is so important. I forget the the name of the organization, but they were trying to buy a copy of the U.S. Constitution. Um, It was just (laughs) yeah, it was just going up for sale at auction, and they were able to raise as a um, like a, a crypto. Entity. I forget the name of what they call it. They raised forty million dollars in less than yeah. three days, and they came in short. A, a super billionaire, probably like a Bezos or a Musk or somebody, bought this this constitution for like sixty seven million dollars. But the the part that was important was that forty million dollars that they were able to raise that quickly could literally come from a seven year old to a seventy year old to anybody in between. There was no bank that wasn't is an intermediary. There was there was no third party. You just did it. And I think we're going to see more and more people seeing the value in that, and it opens the door for more entities like what you've done with Bill Brief to exist. And I just think, you know, what we started to do with at TLR, with, with Austin, what you're doing now with Bill Brief, what I'm trying to do here at the show, um, you know, we're we're all kind of finding the specific niche where we're having success. And as we have more technology at our disposal, Laura, I'm excited. I, I think, um, you know, I I hear people who are upset and weary of the future. To the contrary, I think we actually have a lot of things to look forward to.
1: I agree. Sometimes I, um, this is like a common, common thought prompt that I fall back on often. It's like, imagine this scenario in like the 1700s or the 1600s. I don't know why I do this. Um, and I'm so thankful for like really mundane things. A lot of the time, like air conditioning, um, dishwashers, uh, you're talking about crowdfunding and, Like I funded my book um, through Indiegogo. Now I had to use the platform Indiegogo, but I think about if I was an author in the 1600s, I would never have been able to do anything like that. I could have gone to church and taken collection. I could have gone to like the public square and taken collection, but the the, the crowds that I reached, I mean, I had people all over the country, all over the world, actually, um, donating to fund this idea. And that, emergent order is beautiful. And I think you're right, the the further away we get from hosting platforms with um, movements like that. It's, 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 I love it. It's, it's, uh, it's beautiful is the only word that I can think of. I also see this happening, like on Facebook groups, albeit it's on Facebook. So there are limitations. But you see community groups, replacing a lot of, or not replacing, but um, just providing a resource for local communities. I know a lot of moms are in local Facebook groups and they say, hey, do you have this kid thing, this baby thing, can someone help me babysit? Can someone come over and just give me a meal? Um, Or you have community groups giving things away for free. I forget what they're called, but this is a phenomenon now too, where neighbors are just saying like, I want to give this away to somebody who needs it for free. Um, And you see things, the internet, letting things like that happen of course there are negative side effects to the to technology and innovation but there are beautiful aspects too
0: yeah there's uh, there is again back to the 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 point i think there is so much to look forward to but laura it starts with us what having an idea and then (laughs) only then Can you change the world before we wrap up though, Laura, let's do this. We want to give uh, you obviously the the last chance here to uh, give the audience the best pitch you can of why they not only should check out Bill brief, but also check out what does it mean to be free? By the way, folks, we will include the links in the show notes, make it easy as possible for you to go ahead and find that. But also Laura, for the audio listener, where can folks go ahead and find you so they can continue the conversation or they
1: want to learn more? Okay, so what does it mean to be free? My children's book comes in hardcover and paperback. Both are available on Amazon. They are both available on Prime for now. So if you are looking to get this for a Christmas gift, I would do it now because supply chains are causing a bunch of interruptions with my books. So Amazon has them available at the moment, but I can't promise in two weeks that they will be there. So what does it mean to be free on Amazon? Available hardcover and paperback. And then Bill Brief, my news aggregation service, you can sign up for that 14-day free trial, billbrief.com. I'm also with all of the Gen Zers on TikTok, where I promote a lot of my news research. Um, and I'm just at Laura from Kansas on TikTok.
0: Laura, thank God you're on TikTok because I, I Chris Goizetta <laughs> tried to get me to do the TikTok. I really did. I was like, Chris, i give it a shot. And I'm technically
1: I just- a zennial. I was, I was born in 1994, so I feel like I can get away with it, but I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you to that. You can. You can have fun talking to the Gen yeah. Zers and then fighting the good fight over in TikTok. But with that being said, we'll make sure again. Like I said, we'll include all the uh, the social media links, including the TikTok, of course, in the yeah, yeah. Uh, the show notes. And also, folks, you want to go ahead and check out the entire transcription of today's episode. We'll make it easy again. Head to BrianNicholsShow.com or just click the the Brian Nichols Show artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring your rate to today's episode. You can find the transcription. Oh, and by the way, all four hundred plus episodes of the brian Nichols show but with that being said yes what does it mean to be free laura linkedin thanks for joining the program thank you Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our conversation with Laura LinkedIn. Yes, Liberty Laura, thank you for joining us on today's episode. And folks, if you want to go ahead and catch an awesome copy here of What Does It Mean to Be Free, head over to the show notes again, click the artwork there in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to the Brian Nicholas Show show notes where you can go ahead and not only find, yes, a copy of What Does It Mean to Be Free that you can order from Amazon, but also the entire transcript from today's episode as well, with that being said, coming up tomorrow. Yeah, I know you guys aren't uh, aren't sick of me yet, and I hope it continues to be that way because we're going to have a one-on-one, you and me, again, with another morning sales huddle. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're not missing a single time, yes, that we go live. And uh, also, folks, if you enjoyed the episode, as always, go ahead and give it a share and tag Laura. And when you do, make sure you go ahead and give me a tag as well, at Liberty. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Laura LinkedIn. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at show.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at BrianNichols Show.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at b Nichols Liberty and consider donating to the show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nittles Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Trust the experts, we're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you've heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual side. Science of the pandemic. Follow the science on lockdowns and liberty from the Sound Mind Trader Group is a brand new docu-series highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the Pandemic Data and Analytics Organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling the stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates, follow the science on Lockdowns in Liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nickel Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the Liberty Movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to BrianNickelShow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's
1: BrianNickelShow.com forward slash follow the science.